Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, it's Hollywood Breaks, and Keith and I are talking today about the nominations of the Oscars. So exciting to process the who's who and where's where and wins what and everywhere, everywhere all at once. Whatever it is. Enjoy Hollywood Breaks. Well, happy Hollywood Breaks, Keith. Happy Hollywood Breaks, Tim. Always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, you too. Dude, this is an exciting week. It's Oscar nomination week. Mm, I know. Kind of nuts, right? It's like throwback to my younger days of Hollywood when I'd have to wake up at 3 a.m. and then get over to the nomination oh, yes. show and listen to it that. live. It was like a real thing. Yes. I, uh, during, uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick story. So during Life of Pi, I was working on a radio spot. And we had to wait until the nominations came out so I could get the total number. It's because we we had we had put in a we had a, a VO artist read like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, just so we had we had it all together. And then I was the guy who had to get up at like five in the morning, listen, count, confirm it with our publicist, confirm it with our post guy to make sure that he got the same number I did. And yeah. So Oh, that's hilarious. Yep. Yeah, we were I was on the show. So I remember my first time on the Oscars and I didn't really understand what the nomination process was. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but in the nineties, we just was told through the news. You didn't have a separate event for it, right? but it was a real event. So they were almost like the day before they kind of threw something at me and I'm like, wait, what is, what is this event? And what do I have to do? And what time do I have to wake up? And why am I doing this? And then I went there. I'm like, Oh, this totally makes sense. This is the announcement of the nomination. So totally separate moment. Nominations. Yes. Yes. Very big deal. This was, yes, it was Tuesday. They announced them, I think, I believe Tuesday morning. And yeah. uh, there's some, um, some not so big surprises, but we'll just start with what you've been predicting all along, which is the blockbusters have made themselves into the show. Yes. We got Avatar and Maverick in the show. So the Academy's listening to you, Keith. They're saying, yes, we want the show to be relevant. We want people to watch it. <laughs> so we better pick p- movies that people like to be part of the show. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. So there's a, there's quite a few. There's Avatar, obviously, which is just past $2 billion. There's Top Gun Maverick, which, as we all know, was a huge hit. Uh, every I got to make sure I get this right. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Because I keep forgetting. I either leave out everything or everywhere when I talk about <laughs> this time. So I want to make sure I get a, I get it all in there. And Elvis were all very popular movies. Such a great movie. So it's looking like. So again, as I mentioned in the Founders Brew this week, this will be a real. This is the test case for whether or not you know everyone in the Academy who's been claiming, well, nobody watches the show because we're nominating movies that nobody cares about. Well, now we've got four movies that are people that actually watched and have seen and uh, and loved for the most part. So we'll have to see. Well, this will really be a test of whether or not the movies nominated are the real problem or whether or not the award show is the problem. But I happen to think it's the show itself. but Or just the format, right? It's, or just the format. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think um, for, for me, what's exciting is, is that the... The roster is great, right? There are movies that yeah. you want to root for. There's mm-hmm. fun stuff going on. But also what's interesting is something like All Quiet on the Western Front is also nominated, a Netflix-released film. Yep. So we're really not fighting that battle anymore of what's a legitimate film or not here at this Best Picture nominations. We're saying, hey, people like these movies. They're really good. Let's nominate them for Best Oscars and let's put that information out there that you should watch these movies and kind of build up the opportunity to enjoy some films every once in a while instead of 
you know, last decade or so, I felt like I was trying to figure out where the film was. How did I get access yeah. to it? And then watching yeah, it, that, not really understanding it. Yeah, that's a great point. Because, uh, you know, as it, the four popular ones were all theatrical releases. Um, they weren't a streaming. So that is also an excellent observation that we have four movies that were theatrical releases, not streaming releases. Yeah. So yeah. that also is a... Uh, that's also a big a big difference from the past few years where we've had a lot of netflix apple movies nominated um and they were all streaming but now we are back to sort of where the movies that have been nominated are theatrical which is great let's ask the the honest question though right there are 10 nominations so there's 10 slots or best picture correct there's clearly when you have that many nominations there's clearly room for everybody to play yeah um is there are there any surprises maybe i'll read them off to you the movies okay Tell me which one. Yep. Um, we'll just give a thumbs up of like, yeah, obviously, or really surprising. So All Quiet on the Western Front, Netflix release. So that's yep. um, good for them. Avatar, never heard of it. Apparently, people <laughs> like that movie. Whatever. Very, very indie movie, from what I'm told. Small budget, small budget. But kind of a 90s throwback that mm -hmm. something like Avatar is being recognized and appreciated. I think the next, the last big visual effects film might have been... Oh, Lord of the Rings, maybe that was in the nomination. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yeah, yeah. possibly. That was the last big like a, a, a visual effects blockbuster. Yeah, that won Best Picture. Was Black Panther? Black Panther wasn't nominated. It was nominated. It was nominated. Oh, yeah. It didn't win though. If we're talking about what what was won, that's kind of visual effects big in a way. Well, yeah, and Batman, Batman, uh, Batman Returns. No, sorry, The Dark Knight was nominated, but yeah, I mean that was obviously that was more practical than visual effects. I would say. Um, but, uh, the last one that actually won best picture, I believe was return of the king. Um, so the next one is Banshees, which is, um, apparently good. I haven't seen that one yet. I don't know. You haven't seen it. You don't watch movies. Hey, easy. I saw Avatar. You did see Avatar. They got your vote. You saw that one. About a month and a half after it came out, but I still saw it. <laughs> uh so Banshees, I've heard only good things about that. Elvis. I loved Elvis. I just... Baz Luhrmann's vision of filmmaking, yes. the way he puts the story together. Right. Yeah. Historical character, a person we love, a soundtrack we can appreciate, but an original way of telling a story. And the yeah. big, big idea really came out. So, yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I've only, from the day it came out in the theater to now, people love this film. I've heard, I've got a couple of mixed reactions on that one. So I, oh. I have to watch it, dude. It's kind of, assess but a majority of the people i've talked to have have raved about it so well it's because you're in one of those flyover states of course you probably don't hear ah, no, well yeah well <laughs> not really i'm technically east coast east coast city yeah, well, so i'm not really flyover sure West where east i'm from is considered flyover my, my hometown is considered flyover but philadelphia and the greater philadelphia area is not necessarily considered flyover all right so the I'll next film is the town. spielbergs um apparently the fablemans yes have not seen that yet but that was uh on my to-do list uh, almost this weekend i'm gonna make a over on there i was kind of surprised by that one because it got a relatively mixed reaction it has not done exactly get uh, gangbusters at theaters but um it's spielberg and the academy loves him so not entirely surprising that's really great okay so the next one is tar tar that's with Kate Blanchett, where she plays oh. a conductor who gets. It's kind of a, a, a 
commentary on cancel culture. She does some things that are, I guess, inappropriate. I don't have, again, I haven't seen it, but that's sort of the gist of it. That's probably what, that's the one that's escaped me out of this list. That's one I'm like, yes. I don't know if I've, it kind of came out of nowhere for me, which is good. I think the Academy should be watching films and promoting things that aren't just on the mainstream. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the return of Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick, which yep. we waited two and a half years for the release. And <laughs> so far, we as, away, anybody, as far as I'm concerned, making it, <laughs> it is if you if you want to live in the 80s, the best way to understand living in the 80s is go watch Top Gun Maverick and imagine Top that. Maverick. It's That's pretty right. Pretty much yep. the same movie. Yeah. Um, with without those sex scenes in it, um, which that would be the 80s version. You'd have to right. have more sex scenes to be in the 80s and the <laughs> 2020s were respectful. It's really, it's much better for our parenting. Uh, and a lot of bombs, explosions, and guns. That would make yes. it more 80s. Yes. And uh, we and in the in the 2020 version, we call it the enemy. We don't name the country we're going after. We just say, the enemy has. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't do that in the 80s either. We kind of assumed it was Russia, but... They never actually blatantly came out and said it's it. a Russian jet that it flies upside down. That's the Russian. Yeah, but they don't actually say it. They never they they just say oh they they say in the first one enemy territory. They never actually come out and say everyone assumed it was Russian, but there was never any. Oh, I'm sorry. I should say the Soviet Union. Everybody assumed it was the Soviet Union, but there was never any overt mention. Whereas he, this time they, it was the it was the Russians. I know it because I. I saw war games. I know who the enemy is in the 80s. <laughs> well, that would fit because most of the enemies in the 80s movies were what well, it was the Soviet Union. Yeah. But this one, they had to be very careful about who, because, you know, you want to try to get it. You got to try to get a release in China. So it can't be yeah. China. We don't want to offend Putin. Oh. I mean, what's Putin? No, can't anybody Putin. recently. My goodness. <laughs> so He's clearly a so nice guy. Just, he doesn't attack anybody. Why would we mention Putin's name just, anywhere? It was, it was just some random little country somewhere that they remained mm -hmm. nameless. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Maybe it's Moldova. Maybe that's where they went. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's Moldova. The Moldovan <laughs> army. <laughs> Moldovan yeah. army is vicious. You got to watch out for that. That's so I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> If those of you who don't know, our producer Lydia is Moldovan, so that's yes, that's that's, right. that's the inside joke there. Speaking of Moldova, no, I don't really mean that, Lydia. I don't mean this when I say triangle triangle of sadness. I didn't mean to put Moldova in the triangle of sadness. Yeah, I don't even know what that movie is. I've never heard of that one, so I I kind of I probably should do a little <laughs> research on that one. <laughs> Lydia said she's editing out that comment from. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great! All right, triangle of sadness. I've not heard of that either. I'm going to guess um, this is one of those movies that. Katie and I are going to, when we're binge watching the best pictures, we're going to grab a hold of that one. And the last one is Women Talking. Yeah, we're going to grab a hold of that one. So, and that's your Frances McDormand. She, you have to have a Frances McDormand movie in order to be a nominee. So, at least she's not, you know what I'm going to say, Sam? Yeah, I know. You like the <laughs> pooping in the bucket. At least she's not pooping in a bucket. <laughs> I think that is probably your favorite film all time. All right. So, pretty, I think it's a pretty good roster. I'm looking forward to the show, to be honest. What would have to make the show different for me to appreciate it than just rooting for these pictures and wanting you know, my favorite to win? Is it the celebrity culture that we're over? I think maybe that's it, right? Will Smith beating the crap out of somebody in last year's show is pretty much like these people aren't special. They're actors. We should also know, notice Emancipation, not nominated for anything. 
They just so didn't. I'm at, I think the whole academy is ashamed. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm at Bologna, Bologna. I can't get his name right. Um, had an interesting point in his newsletter this week. He said, like, they ca- they just released it too soon. They should have waited, let every let it, everything die down, and yeah. then push the movie out. When everyone, everyone has time. Because I think it felt a, a little, like, too soon, too too much too soon. Yeah, it's not like they released Top Gun Maverick the day after Tom Cruise jumped on the Oprah's couch. You know what I mean? Like, you have to give it a decade between <laughs> acts in order to appreciate Although my wife still hasn't gotten over that, any of that, all that nonsense that he, that. Your wife's a very like smart him. lady. Your wife's a very smart lady. He's still the same dude that jumps on a couch. It wasn't so much the couch jumping. It was the way he, she, he went after Brooke Shields for her postpartum depression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? That was sort of, well, I think he turned off a lot of women with that comment. See, Will Smith, we could have just waited five years, released it. He wouldn't have aged in five years anyway. Nobody would know the difference. But it's an interesting point you raised because uh, Robin, uh, you know, fellow Hollywood uh, uh, Breaks contributor Robin Geis and I were speaking this past week, and she mentioned that, um, you know, it was not a great year for movies, and, um, you know, she wasn't wrong. There, It, it has been sort of a, a almost like a barren wasteland for weeks on end where there's nothing released and you know we were talking a lot about the death of the movie star and it just feels like and celebrity culture has shifted away from the movie star being the ultimate attainment to just being famous for being famous or for doing something stupid on tiktok or being a quote-unquote influencer like that makes you a celebrity now so i think the sort of downgrading of it has sort of made something like watching the Oscars where, you know, you've obsessed about who's, who's wearing what, and you watch the red carpet and the show. I mean, you can, I mean, for a lot of our viewers who are on the younger side, it's far hard for them to relate that the Oscars used to be a cultural moment. Like we all used to talk about Billy Crystal and Jack Palance doing his, you know, his push-ups and, you know, all those things back in the day, which just, it just, it's like a, it, it's just the New York LA thing now. Like most people don't care anymore. The rise of the blockbuster, right. Is what created yeah. the movie star in the, in that, in the blockbuster era. Yeah. Right. And yep. what that became was, is which movie stars brought the most views, the most tickets. That's what we're looking most for. Tickets. Yeah. Yep. So there was a bias towards the more famous people mm-hmm. when yep. we were, when, and when those times played out too. And then the show was good too. The economy kind of matched and the viewership matched what the, what Hollywood was producing. Nowadays, celebrity is a commodity. Fame is something that anybody could achieve. Therefore, it isn't something special. And recognition for, or a person who is recognizable to create a product or productize themselves or create a product line or a marketing agency, it's clearly leveraged. Everybody realizes, oh, you're just doing this for the money. You're just playing out something. So that's not... I don't know. There's, it's not a heroic effort. And at some point it felt like, oh, these could, these are people that were, uh, you know, gave you a desire to want to achieve that mm-hmm. effort. And now you're like, yeah. I don't, it doesn't seem heroic in the same way. So to yeah. honor them specifically is kind of odd, but it doesn't mean you can't make a pop culture moment around the show. There's still right. pop culture happening all the time. You just mm-hmm. have to wake up to what is really happening in our world and then not lecture people about politics in the middle of a big broadcast and do something more relevant to pop culture. Yeah. I mean, I think I, it, it's interesting because Richard Rushfield um, has often said, you know, it's, it's hilarious that 
a show that's about the movie industry is so damn boring. Like this is supposed to be the epitome of entertainers and the best and the brightest hmm, debatable of like the entertainment community and what they are able to achieve. And yet their show to honor the best is just boring as hell. And it's not entertaining anymore. Um, And they, they just, they, they're so wed to a model that is dying and nobody is interested in it anymore. Yeah. I mean, they tried to tweak last year by moving some of the more, the lower tier awards before the broadcast and then doing a little sort of vignette throughout the show of who the winners, but now they're going back to just announcing them all on the show again. It's like they learn, they learn nothing like that actually kind of worked. I think we need it. Why aren't they calling us? We could produce this. It clearly needs to be a variety show with clip packages of people holding statuettes, but it should be a variety. It just show. should be fun. Or and- maybe what it should be is it should be the Super Bowl halftime show should be the Oscars. Just like, Let's just get it all together in one day. I'll eat my Doritos, drink my beer, watch people win statuettes and score football, the touchdowns and we're good. There's a there's a sort of an electricity to the um uh the, the way the the globes is set up where it's everyone's at tables, they're relaxed, there's intermingling between commercial breaks. Where is that like oh, the, the globes, the, Keith? Be careful. The globes were just two weeks ago and it was, I know, but uh, it was saying, a Tuesday night special on TV. I'm not Tim. I'm not <laughs> saying that they were amazing. I think Mash reruns got more viewing than. <laughs> what I'm saying is that that format is interesting, and it's like this whole like sitting people in chairs, and everyone's just so damn serious. It's just boring, and it's not. It's not anything that's enticing to anyone to watch little for 30 minutes, let alone four hours, which is when the show, how long the show usually runs. And, you know, I, 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 yeah. I just find it hilarious that this organization that is filled with people who are all about progress and change just refuse to do anything to change a model of a show that is clearly broken. Again, and they have Keith, no interest in Keith and I's resumes are posted online. We can produce it for you. Don't. Why would you want to produce it? Let's talk about the actresses in the leading role. Okay. Let's do it. Some more good names out there. Some great stuff happening here. So, Kate Blanchett, she's in Tar. So, we know that one. I think she's getting a lot of creds right now, a lot of visibility to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anna, I think it's Anna, right? Anna de Armas. Yeah. Anna de Armas. Ana de Armas is for Blonde, which I haven't seen that one yet. That one is going to be on my to-do list too, I think. I got some mixed I got some mixed reviews, I think, but apparently her performance is pretty great. Andrea Riseborough, um, you were saying pre-show that she's getting a little bit of a, eh, you try too hard to get the nomination. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's what Matt Bellani's, uh article was about, this, this, his post this week was about, was that there's a little bit of consternation inside the Academy because apparently there was a lot of... Um, what's the word campaigning for her um, amongst the acting community. So a little too kind of uh, throwback to a little too aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A little throwback to the Weinstein era yeah. of, um, you know, aggressive campaigning. So which the Academy frowns on. Yeah. So uh, trying to keep it more of a meritocracy than. Yeah. Than, uh, there's, the so been, there's been a little consternation about her, her on nomination. Cause it's a little random. And it's a movie that I don't think anyone's really seen, but apparently her performance is somewhat decent. But I guess 
there were a lot of emails exchanged. I don't know if it was between her agents or her managers or fellow actors about, well, you know, these people are going to get nominated anyway. So why don't you try to, you know, shoehorn her in or something like that. So, yeah, she um, should follow the advice and what Will Smith did. Will Smith barely not barely campaigned for himself. I didn't see any billboards, and I'm being sarcastic because were, all I saw was all, the only person I saw campaigning was Will Smith. That, by the way, yeah, right, um, yeah, exactly. But Michelle Williams for the Spielbergs, I think. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, and then Michelle Yao. I think this is we already know she's going to win, right? Didn't she win I think the she's Golden Globe? Win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she won the Globe. She's been getting praises, and she, you know, she's a great actress. She's been working for a long time. She's had some great roles, so I think she's probably going to end up getting it. Yeah, and acting le- leading role. This is kind of fun too. Um, nominees are Elvis by uh, played by Aston Butler, uh, or I should say mm-hmm. Elvis. Austin, uh, playing Austin, Elvis. Like, he he embodied him so much that uh i think it was elvis alive actually pretending to be aston more than it was austin trying to be well apparently he hasn't been able to shake the voice and the accent apparently he still talks about oh well what's his name that did freddie mercury had the same issue like Mm. i felt like for three years he was still being freddie mercury and i think he even added some fake teeth for himself what's his (laughs) name the guy um (laughs) best actor come on so Lydia looked that up for us. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but Mr. Robot guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell for the Banshees, which is um, mm-hmm. again, I've only heard good things about how that's going on. Um, wow, Encino Man is nominated. The Whale. This is really surprising. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was what making Geico ads. I didn't a, realize Encino Man a, when he when he was melted down, he he became an actor and. This is incredible. Hey man, he had some he had some pretty good roles back in the day. School ties. Come on. Yeah. The Come mummy. On. Look at this. You can every, listen, Hollywood Breakers, listen to me right now. This is really, really important. If you can go from Encino Man and the Mummy to winning and not being nominated for best actor for the whale, Hollywood is still possible. alive for you. You could break through. It is not broken. This is awesome. Brendan <laughs> Fraser. It, being nominated is uh, I come know, on, it's, it's, just bring up Keanu Reeves next year. We're going to be bringing you up. Like, why? This is incredible. This is great. Um, how about Paul Mescal for After Sun? I don't. I don't know who that is. I don't know anything about that. Nothing about that. And then Bill Nighy for Living again. I think the Academy does a good job of finding people and bringing att- attention to movies. That if yeah, the, I mean, I, I think it was like the true. version I mean, of like American Music Awards for films. It would just be based off of popularity votes in pop culture. So yeah, I think I think they the Academy I think probably is fairly pleased with this week this year's nominations because it is a very good mix of indie indie and studio films as well that people actually saw versus just the very small insular community seeing it. So. I mean, it's it's it seems to be the nominations have sort of covered a broad swath versus just focusing on one sector of of the releases from the year. Uh, actor in a supporting role, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. Banshees is gonna come on. They're doing great. They're nominated everywhere. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for the Spielbergs. This is really great. Oh, this is where <laughs> Banshee loses, right? Because it's Barry Keegan, or is it Keegan? Yeah, they're gonna split. They got a split, which means that Ki, uh, Kiwa Kwan, right? Kiwa Kwan, yeah, um, yep. is going to win because, and I hope they sit him next to Spielberg. Wouldn't it be awesome if 
Spielberg is sitting next to him. It'd be like a total throwback to Indiana Jones. It'd be incredible to see these well, two guys. Not just Indiana Jones, but Goonies. I would argue he's probably more famous for Goonies than but anything Spielberg else. Spielberg didn't but... Goonies. I'm just saying Spielberg directed him. Oh, I guess he, he did. No, 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 no. He executive produced Goonies and he was, instru- I believe he was instrumental in him being hired for Goonies. Wow. Because of his experience with playing um, Short Round on Temple Doom. Yeah, great. I think so, I would love to see that. That that would be like a great pop culture moment because not only that, but his lawyer who represented him on the deal for everything everywhere all at once was Chunk from the Goonies. Who's, oh, now, yeah. <laughs> it's who's a, an attorney who represents actors, which I think is great. I mean, it'd be great on. if Corey Feldman produced or came out and introduced them to or presented yeah. it to them. We would have and then and the Josh Goonies reunion happening. <laughs> Get them all there. For those of you younger than 45, The Goonies was a movie in the 80s. Great movie from the 80s. Don't sell it short, Tim. Come on. It was such a great movie. I don't think I let my kids watch it. I'm pretty sure it was a perfectly good 80s movie that way, right? It was a great. Why wouldn't you let your kids watch it? That was, that's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that's scary. I don't know. I don't trust any movie from the 80s anymore. I don't trust any of them. I have to watch them and go like, wait a second. My parents let me watch this when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't let my kids watch it because it does get a little scary with the pirates and skeletons. And the criminals are a little scary too, especially the, the, uh, the mother of the the criminals can be a little frightening for the younger set. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's yes. wrap this up with actress in a supporting role. Angela Bassett for Wakanda forever. Awesome. Good job. That's really great. Yep. Hung Chow. I want to say is the name from the whale. So yeah, she plays, uh, I think Brandon Fraser's like uh, oh, caregiver cool. in, in the whale. Yeah. Carrie Condon from Ban- for Banshees. So Banshees again, like, geez, man, this is really, really great. Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in that role. Wasn't she so funny in that role? Though? I didn't see it. Oh, dude, what is wrong with you? Please, if you are watching this, make a comment right now, right now in this thing, and tell Keith, go to the movies. <laughs> this is a come on. Oh, stop. This is Tim, good stop. stuff. This is good stuff. I, I, yeah, I yes, I would love to go to the movies. I I I I do need to work on it. You're right. I, Keith, I, it's something I'm. I'm I feel it's like my you're, you're my mom. To to I need to teach you this. There's this thing. It's called a remote control, and there's a button on it, and you press the button, and <sighs> the movie comes to you. It's pretty. I know, Tim, but but I know Comcast numbers are down, that... and Apple streaming is not doing its job. But look, this thing works, and the movie still shows up. They're losing. Uh, they're losing three no, billion dollars a no, quarter no, no, no. to Hold stream on. content to you. Okay. Hold on. Let me explain. <laughs> the reality is, I. It's great that you and your wife have similar tastes in movies. That's awesome. My wife and I do not. So therefore, it is very hard for us to find a movie that we both like. And like, for example, if I wanted to watch the Banshees of Iron or whatever it's called, um, sorry, I'm going to blurize it. What does it go? The Banshees of Irishin, she would be bored in five minutes. Like she wouldn't want to watch it. So I have to find these moments when I can watch all these movies. I so know that, Vision again, Craft is, Brew is, is keeping is you busy, struggle. man. And those newsletters have to come from somewhere. Yeah, well, there's that too. There's work. Yeah. There's kids. There's my wife and I don't agree on movies, so you got you, struggle you, is so, real. so many hours in the day, Tim. What can I say? Make a comment. What Make can a comment, I say? please. Tell Keith to go watch the it. The struggle Tell is Keith. real. <laughs> this is remote control. Press the button. Come on, come on, folks. Join, join me in the banshee here. All right, that's one is Stephanie, and I want to say it's Hugh. 
uh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. So again, they're going to split the vote on that one for supporting. I don't know. I could. Well, I think I think Angela Bassett's going to get that one because uh, again, she's yeah, you know, yeah, she's had a great career. She's apparently wonderful in the movie and really kind of represents the the grief that a lot of people felt over Bozeman's death. So something along those lines, I think she's just pretty much and got she's like one. the one no, kind Curtis of a, a nod, I guess, for for the whole film, right? But Jamie Lee Curtis is like she's like Hollywood royalty, and her reaction to her, the nomination was viral the day of. Oh, really? So oh, I, so I don't know. She's coming out too early. It's like when the uh, when you win too early in the presidential um, yeah, primary, the primaries, you, just, you know you're not going to win the nomination. Yeah, you become the yeah, target. Yeah, yeah. I think Wakanda Forever. That's the only major nomination for Wakanda Forever too. So maybe it's the one place they'll be should. Yeah. Well, it'd be a huge win for Marvel because they could say like they're like, look, we won an Oscar. We're a legitimate player now. So yeah, that would be great. As a marketer, that that's like a dream come true when your movies that often get uh, that you know, paging Scorsese. See, we can win Oscars too, <laughs> and not just for visual effects. <laughs> well, I find it so interesting that uh, the time is coming once again. I'm still going to be really curious how the show is pulled together. I think streaming is doing something here. Yeah, that um, is is, sh- is shaked up Hollywood enough that we could you know maybe address some different things in the show coming up and it's just not being an award show um but i haven't i don't know who's uh, producing or directing the show this year we'll have to kind of look that up and yeah i don't think it's any i i think it's it's the veterans they always they always you know they 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 tried someone different last year they're going back to the veterans this year and that that pretty much means we're going to have a very standard show. It's going to follow the same format. They're going to. Ho- I don't remember who the host. Is. I think it's Jimmy Kimmel. Is he coming back? I think. Um. So, you know, we're we're. I, I don't have high hopes for a, a vastly different format. It's it's all going to be tinkering around the edges, where the presenters present. Maybe they'll try to do a couple best song performances. I mean, Lady Gaga is nominated for her song for Top Gun, so maybe they'll bring her oh, yeah, in. Maybe Tom Cruise will do yeah. some sort of special, like jumping from you know the top of <laughs> probably, Hollywood. And they should get him to jump on a couch know. when he wins. They should bring out a couch, and when he wins, he'd be like, ah, ah. "Well, he, he's not nominated. Uh, he's not nominated well, for he would win. But wouldn't he win for Best Picture? He would be on stage for Best Picture. He's not listed as a producer though, and the Academy's very specific about who can go up. Yeah." Um, there's only, I think it's a max of three, but sometimes they let best that picture. Fly, I feel like everybody on. gets on top gun. Well, actually you're right. He is a producer. It's, uh, he's one of the producers. It's him. Uh, Chris, Chris McQuarrie, Allison, David Ellison. And then, and but I think everybody gets on stage so, with best picture. I'm pretty sure the entire it's a uh, end of show moment. Yeah. Usually unless they announce the wrong name. And we have case, two movies on stage. <laughs> confusion. <laughs> oh, that's the bigger question. What is going to be the big disaster that's going to happen this year? I mean, you had, we've had like announcing the wrong movie, physical assault. I just want one of those really big gigantic Oscars. It's like timber <laughs> Take out. <laughs> just crash. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I'm just saying it'd be a fascinating moment. Or somebody completely missing their mark or like tripping. You know, this is, uh, like here's the question to ask. What role does Questlove play in this year's Oscars? Because he was, his time last year was stolen from him with the slap 
So does he get an opportunity? He he's DJing oh, in the past, and yeah. he obviously has opportunity to present. That would be interesting if you brought Questlove and let him like you know do a performance yeah. or something or expound a little bit more since he did kind of get overshadowed yeah. by the slap. Yeah, let him have his own moment. That's a good point, Tim. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to the earnings report from Comcast, but I'll just say this again: they are losing billions of dollars a year to stream movies to your house, Keith. So take advantage of other people's money while you can, yeah. because you know they're going to raise our rates and they're or lose cut more down that year. content because they can't keep on. <laughs> I don't have Comcast. Yeah, that so, old, they lost. I mean, most yeah, of my neighbors uh, Everybody's do, losing. Uh, Disney loses. Everyone's losing on the streaming game. So you have a chance. Well, everyone's got to start showing the, showing the money. Well, Netflix is not losing the streaming game. <laughs> uh, well, that's I, the mantra. Every week, I love this show. I don't know if anyone else loves it, but you and I, we have a good time. I appreciate it. There are, there are a lot of people, all 10 of them, who love this show. Before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you to the Moldovans. I apologize if anything I said today that offended you. We do love you, and we're so thankful that Top Gun can save Moldova in the film. So. I don't know if you dig I think you oh, got really? a bigger hole for yourself. Michelle, I love you. Lydia, I love you. The whole team at Go Social, you guys are amazing. Thanks for all you do and put this together. <sighs> Keith, thank you for another great show. And we're looking forward to the guests that are Happy coming up soon. Too. We got people popping their names into our schedule. So it's going to be really fun. Yes. So uh, we can we can reveal to next week's guests is Kevin Getz, who is, as we, most of our viewers will remember, was the we had him on a few months ago. Uh, and he was the writer of Audienceology, which is sort of a peek behind the curtain on movie testing uh, and how uh, that, that process informs the final product. So he'll be returning next Friday, and uh, we'll, I'm sure it will be a fascinating conversation. So be sure to tune in for that. I want to hear his influence on all these sh- pictures of what input he had in testing that he did to see if uh, what results he got from this. Thing. Yeah. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the movies while you can. And I'll see you next week. You too. See you next week. <laughs>